Yo, what's good? This is Demo, the producer of the Chop by T podcast. Before we start this week's episode, I wanted to tell you that on April 9th, 2022, we're having our second live show. Because the first one went so well back in January, we want to bring y'all back. So head on over to ChopByTPodcast.com, click the shop tab, and you'll see masculine versus feminine, which is the theme of our live show. We want to see you there. So again, go to ChopByTPodcast.com, click the shop tab, and add a live show ticket to your cart. Or you can click the link in the description down below. Oh, yeah. While you're in the shop tab, don't forget to shop our merch. We've got T-shirts, hoodies, trucker hats, and even socks for your feet. And now, enjoy this week's episode. How you doing? Doing well, man. I feel great. Can you hear me? Am I yeah. coming in clear? Yeah, pretty clear, pretty clear. All right, all right. How do I look? Come on, like a million man. bucks, man. You know that, though. You fucking narcissist. I'm just bullshitting. I'm just bullshitting. This is serious. All right, all right. I feel well, though, man. I feel good. I'm glad to be here. Uh, it feels great. It's always good to just sit down and have a Opportunity to talk and say things and just give my opinion, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we're just going to get around you out a little bit. You know, a lot of people see you, but they don't see you. Right. If, if you know what I mean? So we're going to go ahead and let them see Ontario rather than T. So, okay. Talk to me. You know, just to kick it off, you know, I've I done known you for a little minute and, you know, we done joked around and all that. We've been recording and whatnot, but uh, let's get to the nitty gritty, like... What's the motivation behind your newfound happiness and your purpose? Well, this is the thing, right? I wasn't always happy in my life, right? Right. Like, everybody who knew me from back home and everything, they always said I look mean, I never talk. I was real distance. I was never happy. I was never, well, I was happy, but um, I didn't find shit funny, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Like, I never found shit funny. Like, um... I felt I always felt ways about about you know my life and the circumstances I was living in because we all know with knowledge and understanding comes problems or becomes like insecurities and so on and so forth and I just recently probably in the last 3 or 4 years found the the funny in life and I think that's been the single most important thing for me because shit wasn't funny at first I was happy yeah. but shit, nothing was funny I didn't find shit funny like I think I know I, what you mean it's like a a level of Peace almost rather than Well just... no this is the thing How can I laugh right How can I fucking laugh About this joke you just told Knowing that it's black people Out here in my community suffering That was my mindset as a kid Knowing that it's people Out here fucked off How can I be around here laughing Knowing that my mama Is living paycheck to paycheck Struggling with the bills It's nothing funny It's funny Yeah But it's nothing funny about that But just here recently It's just like Those are things you can't control And because of that I had to find my own Peace and have, have the ability to find the funny and shit. And that's why, I, that's why I tell jokes now. It's crazy, though. I spent a lifetime, right? A full lifetime of <laughs> being a mean motherfucker. Arr, gorilla, right? Uh-huh. 
And just in these past three years, I've been this, or four years, I've been this funny joke-telling motherfucker, and all of a sudden, that's my identity now. Everybody completely forgot about the other guy. Yeah. So do you find yourself kind of tuning out the larger picture, even to this day? Because that's kind of what you was hitting at when you said, you know, you were thinking about certain issues, and you just could never see what's funny. You know what I mean? Well, I think the thing is this, right? Um, I don't tune it out. It's forever present. Because being who I am, I cannot, I cannot forget about that. I cannot tune that out, right? Mm -hmm. But the thing about it is in life is, and as you get older, you find this out, you have to lean into that. Because I can't continue to suffer in silence, even though I still suffer in silence from day to day. I do. That's the truth. But I can't continue to beat myself up and suffer in silence to a point to where it starts to affect, affect me mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. I can't continue to suffer in that way. So it's forever present. I lean into it. I guess to answer your question, I'm more accepting of the things that I can't change. And I know that's something we hear all the time, but it's true. I'm more accepting of the things that I'm not able to change in my life up until this point. And that kind of leads into my next question. I think uh, the reason this world is tolerable because you have a whole new world that's, you know, directly from you. That's your son. And would you say, you know, he's augmented your ability to, you know, see a different side of life and smile more and, you know, joke around? Uh, I don't want to place that on him. I, I guess the short answer is yes, but I don't want to give that to him. I figured that out. Like, I talked about that. I talk about it all the time. He the reason for my happiness. What was birthed from my depression is my child, my peace. What was birthed from my depression is my peace. The, I was depressed for a while, and I told this, talked about this on the show, on the live show. Um, and I was suicidal, of course, and all of those things. And I just, you know, I didn't want to be here anymore. I actually, you know, I'm, you know, I am who I am, and I believe in violence. So, you know, I, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do that shit. Like, it ain't no plan. Like, I'm talking like 40 here, you know, in my fucking mouth. I'm going I'm to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, those are the thoughts that I had to myself. And what came from that is my child. But I don't want to give that to him anymore. I don't want to place that responsibility on a thing that's so small. He needs me. I don't need him. He needs me, right? Mm -hmm. I can't continue to say, I need him, I need him, I need him. I don't want to give him that responsibility. In the same way you don't, uh, the woman that you're dealing with don't deserve to come home and have to deal with your anxiety and your depression and all of that. That's not their job. They didn't go to school for that. I'm not saying you're going to always be able to give that person the best side of you, but it's important to know that you have to use your resources that you have for that, and that's not your person at home responsibility to have to deal with that, and that's not my child's yeah. responsibility. That's powerful right there. You know, I always hear this quote, basically hinting at what you're saying it's not your fault but it is your responsibility like when you're dealing with emotions or issues at home or whatever you know you don't bring it to the people you love it's not their fault you know what i mean so yeah so i will say uh well you know what's my next question is since you've learned to smile and since you you know started operating your purpose and you know you've kind of adopted a, a new identity what's your next you know, challenge in life. What are you thinking about right now? What's your next thing to conquer? Uh, you know what? The thing, it's not even the next thing to conquer. I'm always continuously conquering myself. Like I'm trying to figure out who I am and really learn who I am and what I am. And I know that's cliche as shit, but it's a lot of truth to that. And I can give context to what I'm saying. I'm trying to figure out in this moment who I am and what I want to do. Now, I say I can say I found my purpose, right? But mm -hmm. the way I am and the way I'm built, this could be my purpose today. And 
some bullshit tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. So, and I know that's, that's somewhat toxic, but it is it is what it is. That's no, why. not toxic. Not toxic at all. Well, right? So, like, I know what I want to be, which is the success and all of that. But there are certain parts of me that I still need to figure out first. And I'm a I'm a futurist, right? So I'm looking into the future. And I'm saying, like, how do I solve the problems for Terrio in the future that hadn't came yet? The problems that I have yet to even like come across, how do I solve those problems? So I'm I'm continuously stuck in a place where I am trying to find out who I am to prepare myself for the shit that may happen in the future. How do I solve that shit? How do I become that better person in the future? And that's that's where the problems lie. That's where you get the bullshit from. And that's what I mean. So I'm forever working on myself. I'm forever trying to figure out who I am and what I am and what I would like to be. Even though, you know, you have the material. Oh, I want this house. I want this car. I want this much money. I want to be the provider and all that. But my biggest challenge is just figuring out who I am, man. Uh, so being able to find out what qualities you don't have for a battle that ain't even here yet, basically. Exactly. Uh, Prepare. Staying prepared so you don't have to get prepared or yeah, how they say that. Yeah. So in the moments, you know, when a battle presents itself, how do you adapt? Um, you know what? I've been spoiled. I got because I got a blessing, right? I got a blessing from God. The gift of the gift of understanding is what I got. So I have yet to face a battle that I hadn't already thought about anyway right Mm. and 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 that that again goes back to what i said that's the ever fear that i have i've yeah things have came along that made me frustrated but i was already i already had the armor i was already equipped for that i remember i already thought of that i already seen that tv show i already experienced that myself already it's a rerun nice you know what i mean so it's like i already know what to do and the outcome and how to do it now in times when i'm being t I might want to say, fuck this. <laughs> we finna go on, do what we do. I don't give no fuck about nothing. We finna, you want, if you want this to be a toxic moment, it's finna be a toxic moment. I'm willing to accept all the things that come from this toxic or fucked up moment, right? But I've been spoiled, man. I hadn't, it ain't no battle that I done faced yet that I hadn't already been ready for. That's a fact. So it's a matter of not necessarily a- adaptation, but implementation. Like, you know the battle coming. Mm-hmm. You just, yeah. Yeah. That's no, a fact. Okay. 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 I like I'm it. I like it. it. I like it. So, um, I guess that leads to the next question. What does perseverance look like to you? What does it look like when you finally say, "Okay, the challenge is here. Bring it." Um. See, when I when I see perseverance, I only like okay. So I'm forever channeling the spirit of my ancestors, right? Forever, forever channeling the channeling the spirits of my ancestors and the strength and the resiliency of them. So when I envision perseverance and what they would look like, I envision my people who, you know, worked out in fields to build this country and, 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 you know, create wealth in this country and all the stories that we all know about slaves and all that. When I envision perseverance, I envision them sitting in that field, doing what they're doing, knowing and understanding that I probably I'm probably going to die here. I'm probably going to be here forever. But, you know, I have God. I have my family. I have my body. They can't take my spirit. When I envision perseverance and, and, and what that looks like, that's what I envision. And I realize that, oh, this thing you're going through right now, it is way more in control than what they had to go through, if that mm. makes sense. Mm. So it's kind of like, almost like you've accepted your mortality, you know what I'm saying? Sure. Okay. okay. I've accepted my mortality, but I'm also understanding that I'm immortal. 
at the same time. At the same time. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I like it. You kind of got this characteristic that I love about you personally. And I, you know, I wish more people could adopt it, but you're not afraid to try. Mm. Where does that come from? I think um, when I was in class, right, when I was a young boy and I used to be in class, I, well, when I was back in school, like young, um, before I got to the sixth grade, I had these big, thick glasses. Right? I still got them to this day. And I think my experience, it, it was a couple parts of this. The way I seen the world, because I was supposed to be blind. I was losing my vision. I was supposed to be blind. So the way I was forced to see the world in the moments was different than any other kid my age, right? Mm-hmm. And you add that into like, like literally the way I was forced to see the world was different than everybody else in a literal sense, yeah. figuratively as well, because of my circumstances in my home. Right. So you take that and you take this and all these working parts and you put them together. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you sprinkle, <laughs> right. You sprinkle a little bit of, of like in normal ch- child insecurities on top of that anyway. Mm-hmm. And then you have a recipe for a couple things. It could be a recipe for disaster. I always tell people I, I was meant to be dangerous, for sure. Mm-hmm. I was meant to be dangerous. Um, I was meant to be good. I was meant to be the greatest. All of that, you know, whatever I wanted to be, you have a recipe for all those possible things, right? Mm-hmm. So when I walk into a classroom, you know, my vision not that good, and I walk and I walk and I go boom, I hit the desk and I trip over the desk, right? Mm-hmm. I bump into the desk. Oh. Kids over here, they laugh. They already got a reason to laugh at the guy with the thick glasses walking in the class with the big head and the fucked up haircut and the wop head, all that shit. They got a reason to laugh at him, right? Already. They got a reason to laugh at him already. Just off his appearance and all of that shit, that recipe that I was telling you about, the extra shit, the, I don't, I'm not the flies at all. I don't have the best clothes on, none of that shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they already have every reason to laugh at him, but he trip. He trip, right? Mm-hmm. And... He almost fall, but he, he catches stuff like, oh, I'm good. Everybody laughing. It is what it is. And you look around and you're like, all right, you know, all right, you laughed at me, cool. And then you go sit down. And then you still had a care. Well, actually, you, you still had a courage to sit down. You still had a courage to talk to those people and, mm-hmm. and, and go through life with those people and deal with those people and, and uh, deal with just life in general. All those circumstances, all those things going on that you're completely aware of, you already have the courage to deal with those things. And then you get out of life with all of that shit, with all that adversity and things that I didn't even mention, just the recipe, all the shit that's sprinkled in and mixed in. You got all of that, right? Mm-hmm. And then you get out in fucking life. You think I'm scared to go <laughs> try to make some money off of a hobby or some or not a hobby or something that I'm passionate about, something I love. You think I'm not scared? You think I'm scared to go try to make some money off of that? You think I'm scared to go try to start a business or to go get information? No, why would I be? I wasn't scared walking in that classroom. I wasn't scared throwing these motherfucking hands when I had to. I wasn't scared doing nothing. I wasn't scared getting violent. I wasn't scared hustling. I wasn't scared of jail. I wasn't scared of nothing. Yeah. Nothing. So why would I be scared now to go do some shit that's positive and that's great? Right. It's kind of like you've already faced worse demons, so why not, yeah. you know, it's light. tackle something else? Yeah, yeah, it's light. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Uh, what do you think people perceive you as? Like, like when they immediately, you know, get to, you know, interact with you? Man, it depends on the per- person. You know what I, I got? You know what I'm starting to think? And I just figured this out probably like a couple of days ago. I think that when a person sees me, 
they see their own insecurities. Yeah. You know, I think when you see me in whatever capacity, whatever space you see me, you see your own insecurities. I've had men, grown ass men, come up to me and, you know, I mean, for lack of a better word, I don't have the words for it. Act like bitches. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you act like a bitch about something that don't, don't even concern me or nothing about, I, don't, I love you. I'm here. You my friend. Like, why would I, whatever, what, you act like a bitch because, you know, of some shit that you feeling right here in this moment or some mm-hmm. shit that I may, I guess, have and you don't have, you know. It creates these type of little, little environments that me and Roscoe talk about where I, I'm too afraid to even bring women around because, uh, because who I am who I am, they gunning for the woman. Or I'm too afraid to bring, I have niggas that, I've literally, like, like, see me and they'll cry. Like, or not see me and cry, but but if I don't do things the way they want them in that moment, they'll cry. It's almost like, like, like you're not fucking me. <laughs> you know? And it's the same with women almost, too. Like, you know, I'm not this, I don't know it all, but I'm going to speak about the things that I know. I'm very fluent in a lot of things, for sure. Like, I'm proficient in a lot of things, but I don't, I don't, I don't know it all, though. And I got a plan. And I'm going to pick up that pot. When we out of options, like Jay-Z said, when we out of options, I'm going to be the nigga picking up that pot. We're going to stir that bitch. We're going to do whatever. And I'm going to bust this down with every single one of y'all. And we're going to go and make moves. We're going to make plays. And if I'm a doer. I'm not finna sit around and wait. So, yeah, nah, fuck that. I like it. I like it. So it's almost like people subconsciously compare themselves without you even yeah. speaking on it. And I'm so, I'm, the only thing I'm perfect at is being imperfect. Like that's the only fucking thing I'm perfect at. I'm perfectly imperfect. Like I fuck up all the time. Life has been my my teacher. I didn't have no OGs like that. I had uncles and shit. Them niggas was too busy making mistakes themselves. And I listen to the game that they provide and that they give it substance. I love it. It, it feeds me. But when we talk about teaching something, I taught myself majority of everything. <laughs> it was just that. And I taught myself. And it, of course, you don't teach yourself. You have to go out and you have to experience things. And every time. Fucking life That motherfucker is, is 800 million and oh With me Beat me up every fucking time And I had to learn that on my own So it's almost like You know what I'm hearing is Your ability ex- to accept your imperfection Your fallibility Kind of makes them You know Break down those barriers And realize how absurd they are to You know I don't know Speak as if they have the answers already You remind them that Oh I don't have to put on this facade you know what I mean? And it's like, they're seeing what they wish they could be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're seeing the courage they want to have with themselves, the individuality that they want to have with themselves. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. I guess I see where you're going with that. But uh, I do want to speak about, you know, a very powerful figure in your life. You know, you always speak passionately about her. Mm-hmm. Your mom, you know. Uh-huh. Tell me about her. What's, what's up with that? I wrote in my book, To Be Human, that my mother, my mother is when I envision God and what God would look like, I see my mother. I wrote that in my book, To Be Human. So that's a testament to how much she means to me, my mother, you know. Um, We talk about this. I mean, hell, I was I won't cry today. I'm not going to cry today. (laughs) But I cried on a live show, you know, and and speaking about my mother, you know what I mean? And the fact that, that I don't have my friend anymore. You know, my mother has Alzheimer's and she's not the person that that she used to be mm-hmm. mentally. Like I had a person, right? 
who, I mean, it's, it's, people say, don't forget, you know, you, you call your mom and call them because when you don't have this, like, like, no, like my mother is still living, but I don't have her in a way that I want to have her. Right. That's one part of it. But we talking about a woman who taught me everything. The person that you see today for financial literacy, she taught me credit, all these other shit. She taught me just how to be a man, how to stand up for yourself, look in your face, be, be powerful, be strong. You know what I mean? All of that. She taught me through literally telling me and through examples, right? I don't have that anymore. And she's not even dead. Like, think about that. Think about that shit for a second. Losing the person that you love, bro, and they not fucking dead. Think about that shit, bro. That's the, that's like, so when, that's what I say, with niggas, right? Or <laughs> with, with people, excuse the fuck out of me, bro. I'm sorry. I am fucking sorry that I can't cater to your emotions and what you feel. Women, women too. I'm so sorry that I can't cater to the emotions and what you feel. I'm sorry I can't adhere to the things that you would like for me or be the person that you would like me to be. I'm suffering. Do you not see? Yeah. Do you not see I'm getting beat up every fucking day? My energy is gone. I don't have it no more. I'm fucked up, you know? And excuse me that I can't be that person for you. It's ridiculous. It's done. I don't have the time to deal with any of that shit. And I leave any other woman or any other man in my life, bro. Because it's like life too short. What what this shit with my mama done for me has made me more selfish. Because I seen all my life what my mama did for motherfuckers. I seen that shit. And, you know, I don't want to bring my family too much into this shit, but I seen her be quick to, oh, you need, you need, you need, you need. And... There's no reciprocity in those regards nowadays when I'm seeing how people deal with my mother and all of that. It made me be more selfish and focus on myself. I got one life to live. I'm not going to live my life trying to, you know, impress others and be around others anymore. That shit did. I don't give a fuck. So that means if I don't, if I don't, you know, call you as often as I used to, Roscoe can attest to that. I'm the type of person that calls, gets on the phone. Check on you, see how you doing, give you money. If I don't, if I'm not that person for you anymore, and that, that's making you feel away, and you wondering why, then fuck you, like fuck you for real. So to answer your question, the double back, what my mother means to me, everything, bro. She's my light, my source, my peace, you know. And I know what I said earlier in regards to Maverick. Don't give people too much, that much strength or that much. Don't don't get have people that I, I couldn't help it though. I couldn't help it. It was me and her in the trenches. She couldn't drive, right? So she was having to get rides to take me to places and get groceries and do shit like that, right? Because she couldn't drive. And, and I, I, can't, I can't help but to love that woman. She cried on my shoulder. I cried on hers. We hugged each other. We slept together. It was, it was all of that. It was a relationship that I don't think most people have or, or, or ever would understand. It was, it was my, my partner. I, would, I, was, I, was, I got anxiety, real bad anxiety. Especially when I first got down here to the point like my stress, all that, my hair fall out of my head when I get stressed. And she she understood that and knew that, right? And when I would be in big places, like Walmart and shit down here, when I would be in big places, like Walmart the mall, I would call my mom and just talk to her. She'd be like, you must be at Walmart. You must be at Walmart. You always call. Why you always call me? And I'm like, you know why I'm calling you. Like, I'm nervous as shit. Like, and I just want to talk to you right now. And you can talk me down and we can have a conversation on the phone. That was a lady I talked to three, four hours a day, literally. You know, if I didn't call her four times a day, she calling my friends, new and all of them. Where Terrio at? What are you doing? So, man, I can't even, those, everything. That's what my mama is. And that's cliche. And I wish I had a more powerful word to explain what she means to me, but everything. That's perfect right there. And now she being taken away from me. Yeah. 
So it's kind of like, you know, I, I don't think it made you selfish, though. I just think when it comes to having a person like that in your life, you realize how replaceable everyone else is. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Their value pales in comparison to hers. Uh-huh. So if anything, you know, you, you described it perfectly. But, uh, you know, kind of to kind of ask you a less serious question, uh, what's your relationship with money or, you know, more accurately, wealth? Uh, I mean, we can take it even back to to my mother again. Like when she was doing that crying, it was crying over bills and shit like that. All right, it was crying over like feeling like she's not doing the job, the a great job in regards to me. That's experiences that me and her had to have, you know. And it's so unbelievable at times to certain people that I'm telling. It's like it, these people, like family members, brothers, because essentially I have four older brothers, well, five over older brothers before on my mother's side. I have four older brothers, right? And all of them were out of the house. It's like sometimes they can't even believe that's my story. Like it's all, almost as if it's I'm making it up. Like, nah, it's true. You know what was going on, nigga. Like you not, yeah. You could say that shit to make yourself feel better about circumstance, but you know what the fuck was going on at the house. You know how we were struggling, but but my relationship with money is is um it's a the most money. People say money don't bring happiness. It does. <laughs> like, that's my feeling on it. Money does bring happiness. It'll bring you happiness, in in a sense of if I had money right now, I can put my mom in a better situation. You know, that would make me happy. That that's the that's the most stressful thing in my life right now, what's going on with my mother. But if I could have money right now, I can put her in a better situation. That would make me completely happy all the way around. So my relationship with money is stemmed off of how I grew up. A lot of people don't understand money is everything because we live in a capitalistic society. Money is everything that we have now. Well, I do certain it's limits. I don't I I have a price in certain aspects, but I don't have a price in other aspects. You can pay me enough to hurt my people. You can pay me nothing to hurt my people because my people are priceless to me. But, you know, some bitch-ass nigga, I might put that iron on them for a couple thousand. You never know. Oh, very Christian of you. Uh, <laughs> Amen. What um, what sparks your, your mind, your creativity? Um, now, see, that shit, that shit changed every day. Every day that shit changed. But I'm I'm gonna speak for what I'm feeling today in regards to what sparks my creativity. Like right now, I think just having people who who are on one accord with me around me and who genuinely want to try and do. Like mm. I see things that's very difficult for the people that I do business with that I'm that I'm in the podcast with. I see shit that's difficult for Roscoe, but he still makes an effort to try to do it. Right now in this moment, seeing him sit up and and carry uh, a conversation by himself without me and genuinely trying to make an effort to do that, that sparks my creativity. I get, I get motivated and I get excited about the people around me doing that. It's just like a, a bunch of energies coming together and I'm charged up, you know. So that that's that's kind of what I'm feeling right now at this moment. But that shit changed every day, though. Some days it could be just Maverick. Some days it could just be like, I want, like, listen, I want want to get rich as fuck so I get the bitches. <laughs> and that's why I'm going to be creative today. So you never know. But right now in this moment, that's what that is. Yeah. I like it. I like it. All right. So uh, I guess to conclude it, what's next for you? Um, More money, more bitches. No, I'm joking. Um, I'm not joking. That's actually the truth. I know you're more not money joking. and more bitches. Everybody yeah. knows you're not joking. Um, I think what's next for me is um, uh, power. That's the word that come to my mind. The first word that come to my mind: power. 
I'm not a man who seeks power. I'm not a man who who um, wants power. But I think that's what's next for me. That's what I see in my future power. And I don't know in what sense that is. It's just power. I think it's a matter of necessity and inevitability, not necessarily you wanting it. Because like, uh, you know, one of our guests said, you know, you're an influencer. You know, we all are. Any person who speaks and, you know, shares their thoughts to any degree, you're an influencer. You can't just halfway live that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just got to accept that role. So I think, you know, I definitely see what you're saying with power. Power is calling to you, not necessarily you calling to it. All right. All right. Yeah. I see power in my future. Listen, first and foremost, I want to uh, thank you, Kenan, first for um, taking out the time to sit up and, you know, ask me these questions and do all of this. This is extremely important. As I said, we want to give the people that know us or that see us every week on the show, we want to give them a chance to um, get a chance to know us in a more intimate way, in a more intimate setting, and our thoughts. Because you get to see, you know, T on there talking about women and wild and all that. But I want to get more personal, and this is why we came up with these concepts. And if you're watching right now, I want you to do one thing. I need you to do one thing. Subscribe, like, comment, <laughs> share our shit. Understand what we're saying. Receive what we're saying, you know, and have an opinion. You don't have to agree. Have an opinion. That's all I need. Just have an opinion. Comment that opinion. Text me that opinion if you have my number. If you don't, DM it to me or DM it to the page. Thank you for listening and being with us to this point. The growth and everything has been crazy, and I appreciate it. Awesome, awesome. Listen, this is the Chop by T Podcast. Until next time. <laughs>